Welcome to Soul Rio, a church where God is made center, families made stronger, and lives restored. Today's sermon is entitled Family Moving Forward, presented by Pastor Floyd Soba on January 13th, 2019. Well, I'm excited. Thank you guys for coming this morning. Thank you for braving those wet roads that are out there. And I know for some of you, the back streets are a lot worse than the the main road. So thank you for for coming this morning. (laughs) But we're going to continue in our series. So if you would grab your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPads, whatever you use. Um, There's Bibles in the chairs there if you need one. And if you would mark your spot to the book of Joshua. It's right after uh, Deuteronomy. And uh, there's a a beautiful story that's unfolding. And as we look at our our time together this morning, I wanted to share a little story with you about uh, when my wife and I were were first married, um, we had some family members that we would go every year to get our good old Charlie Brown tree up in the mountains with. And uh, it was kind of a tradition that we started with with our family members. And uh, at the beginning of this tradition, at the beginning of our, our first few times that we got to go up to the mountains, it was always the, the one family member that had all the tools, all the supplies. You know, he had the truck and he had the saws. And, and so I was very dependent on him uh, to kind of provide everything for us. And, uh, but it was fun. We had a great time and it was kind of a, a tradition that we were starting and just the beginnings of. Well, um, and early on in our marriage, I, I got a little pickup truck and I was pretty excited. It was my first new vehicle just right out of high school, you know, pretty proud of this little mini truck. And and so this year, this one specific year that we were going to head up there, um, I got to use my truck. So I was so excited, you know. I, uh, I met with my family member and, you know, hey, I'm, this year I got my own tools. I got my truck and I even picked up my own little handsaw to cut my tree down. And as I was talking to this family member, he started kind of sharing with me some things and, and uh, giving me some advice, if you will, kind of talking to me and guiding me and what to do and how to prepare and all that good stuff. And, and as I was listening to him, I, you know, of course, my mind was just like, oh, yeah, I've got it figured out, you know, no big deal. I've got a truck. I'm set to go. And he offered me a few tidbits. And, and so I listened to his advice. I, I, I paid attention to what he was saying because I knew he had experience in this. And so, so here we go. Me and my wife, we're headed up to the mountains. And we just would go up to the Hamas Mountains out here, not too far away. And as we're going up the mountain, uh, there's this bad snowstorm. And it's just, you know, a blanket of snow. The roads are really slick. So as we approach the mountain, I get out and I put my chains on, which um, my family member had suggested because I just had a two-wheel drive. It was just a little pickup truck, but he encouraged me to get my own chains. And so I did. I put them on and we're going up the hill. And as we come around this corner, as we're going up the mountain, it's like a blizzard out there. As we come around this corner, off to the right a little bit, there's this four-wheel drive Jeep that's in the ditch and he's stuck. And of course, you know, being young and naive, I, I pull up to him and I'm like, hey, can I help you? I I really don't know how to help him, but I just offered it anyway, you know. I didn't know what to do. And he says, sure. He says, would you be willing to try and pull me out of here? I've got a a chain, a rope, and and, uh, maybe you can pull me out. And so I said, sure. So long story short, um, my little truck was able to pull this big four-wheel drive vehicle out of the ditch. And I tell you, uh, for me as a young man, that was a very, very proud moment, you know, in my life that 
that I got to use my new truck, my tools, the things that, that God had given me to, to help somebody. And of course, we got our tree and we set off down the mountain and we were good to go. Uh, but the reason why I share that story with you is I was thinking about this last week and as I was uh, reading through the Old Testament, uh, the book of Exodus, Deuteronomy, and seeing this story that, that's transpiring, one of the things that, that came to mind for me and, and looking back at this moment in life when it was snowing, there was a lot of stuff going on around me, a lot of chaos kind of in the mountains because of the storm, but we were setting out on this journey to, to do something fun and make a memory. I, I started thinking about um, what did I learn from that moment? Because in those moments, you really don't think that you've learned something, right? You just kind of listen, you do, and you go. But I started looking about the, at that moment. I started thinking, you know, I actually learned some things in that moment. And here's two things that I wanted to share with you that I learned in that moment. One is that, that, that we need to listen to advice. You know, a lot of times, whether we're young or old, uh, we don't always feel like we need to take people's advice. I think advice is important, and, and if we use it and take it to help equip ourselves to do some of the things in life, we can become a better person, right? I, I listened to this family member's advice, and because of that, I was not only able to get up and down the mountain myself, but I was able to help somebody else. Well, the second thing that I realized that I learned is that, that, that you need the right tools to accomplish a task right? Tools are important for us, right? We need to, to have the right items to do certain specific things. And, and if I would have gone to that mountain that day and not taken this advice and not purchased some chains before I got there, I, I promise you, I, I would have never made it up that mountain without those chains. Because I just had a two-wheel drive little pickup truck and there was not much to it. So those are the two things that I learned that day. And, and I share that with you this morning because I want you guys to realize that it's the influences that we have been given, the influences around us that help to move us forward. Have you ever thought about your influence or the influence of others in your life? Is it something that you think about often, how important that is? You know, I know as a parent, I want to influence my kids, right? I want to do certain things that will help them to create and build a life of their own. In fact, I used to tell my kids all the time that, that my hope and my goal for them is that they would make a life for themselves, that eventually one day they would move out and move away and create a whole life for themselves, and I knew that I had a, a part to play in that. I had a, a variable to play in influencing them so that they could go out into the world to be an influence. And so this morning, as we look at this passage in Joshua, as we look at Joshua chapter 1, I think it's important for us to realize how important not only our influence is, but the influence of those that are around us. See, I think that's why God built his family. I think that's why God, from the very beginning, set off to, to create a community of believers, his family, because of the influence that not only that you'll have in someone's life, but the influence that they'll have in your life. See, being an influence is what God has called us to be. And I, I, I truly believe that, that he's given us all that we need to move forward in this life, to, to build a life for ourselves, to do the things that God has called us to do because of this influence. So I want to ask you this morning, are, are you ready to move forward? Are you ready to take those steps towards not only being an influence, but allowing others to be an influence in your life? 
Well, let's pray and then we'll read our passages together. Father, we thank you so much this morning for the love and grace that you show us. Father, our hearts are heavy this morning because there's a lot going on in in the lives of those that we love. Father, we lift them up to you right now. You know where they're at and, and why you have them there, Father. And even though we don't understand these moments, even though uh, we get scared and fearful in these moments, Father, we know and trust and believe that you are in control. Father, that you will, will do the things that you have set into motion and you will fulfill your perfect plan even in the toughest of moments, Father. Lord, we lift up Joe and Melissa to you right now. We lift up Jerry and Becky to you right now. Uh, We lift up uh, Jeremy and Shayla to you right now, Father. And we pray for grace and peace in their lives. We pray for comfort and healing and strength and courage and just all the things that they might need in these moments, Father. We pray that you would hold them and keep them, watch over them and guide them. And as their family, Father, as brothers and sisters to them, that we would love them, we would encourage them, we would be there for them, Father and that we would offer them the hope and the love of Jesus Christ in every moment, Father. We thank you for this. As we open up your word, Father, we pray that you'd speak to us this morning, that you'd guide our steps, and you would truly help us to move forward in the way that you've called us to move, Father, that you would speak to us in a way that would show us the things that you have for us, Lord. We love you, we praise you, and we give you all the glory, and we do it all in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Well, I'd like to, to read the first uh, few verses, actually starting in verse 5 of Joshua chapter 1. I think this is an important story for us as we think about influence in our life and how we're influencers and how others influence us. And starting in, in Joshua chapter 1, starting in verse 5, he says this. He says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous. Be careful to do according to all that the law of Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left, that you may have good success wherever you go. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate, it, meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. I have commanded you, have I not commanded you, excuse me, be strong and courageous, do not be frightened, and do not be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you, wherever you go. Well, before I get to the the three points that I kind of want to share with you this morning, I I want us to kind of look at the backdrop of this moment. We see the the Exodus story. God sends Moses to deliver his people. God uses Moses as an influence in his community and his people and his family to bring them to the promised land. But what happens is kind of interesting as you look at the book of Deuteronomy and how the last few chapters of it ends. And and I just kind of I thought this was a little humorous in, in a kind of a funny way so so give me a little grace as I share this but I just kind of thought it was interesting is Moses is is about to come to a place where God has brought him to God has already told Moses that he would not see the promised land so in the moments here towards the end of Moses's life God tells him see that mountain 
He tells them, go to the top of that mountain and die. See, as I, as I thought about that, I, I kind of giggled a little bit because I thought about my own life and, and what God's doing in my life. And I thought to myself, what if God told me, hey, Floyd, you know what? I've done all of this in you. I've done all of this through you. You've been an influence in the way that I've asked you to be. But there's some things way ahead of you. There's some things that I'm going to do through so many others. At this moment, just so you know, I want you to look at that mountain and I want you just to go to the top of it. Do as I've told you. Do as I've commanded you and die. I know that's a little twisted, right? <laughs> but I just kind of started thinking about that because there's a point in my life where my influence will end. There's a point in your life where, where your influence will end. And the only question that I had for myself was, am I being an influence today? Am I doing what God has called me to do? Am I doing what God has asked of me to do? And I think it's an important question for all of us to think about. See, this is how you and I move forward in life, is that we begin to understand God's call in our life, the way he wants us to be an influence, those that he wants us to influence, and we act upon it. We move forward, we move towards it, and we do it out of obedience. And then we see here in this story as we move into the book of Joshua how, how God takes the influence of Moses on Joshua, how God used Moses to, to train up, if you will, to influence Joshua in a way that Joshua would continue in service to God where Moses leaves off. See, we come to this story in the book of Joshua and we have to understand that this story that's unfolding in front of us here in this book is all about God's faithfulness. It's all about God using us to do the things that he desires to do, the plan that he set into motion. See, and it's important for you and I to listen to God. It's important for us to understand how God is commanding us, how God is showing us this path that he set before us and how he'll guide us along the way. He'll offer us grace and he'll help us to lead the life that he created for you and I. See, it's for us to be an influence in our family's lives, to be an influence in our children's lives. You know, I said this last week and I believe it with all my heart. We have 30, 40 kids back there that need your influence. They, they need you to show them Jesus' love. Because there'll be, there'll be a day when they, they look back on their life, they look back on their journey, and they'll remember those that have loved them, that have cared for them. But, but they'll also remember those that didn't. They'll also think back to the moments when, when someone didn't show them Jesus' love. And, and those moments will be critical for our kids. There'll be moments where it'll be so critical in the life of their kids and their kids and their kids. And I, and I think that's what God is telling us here in this story as it unfolds is that, that our influence is so important for us to move forward. It's so important in the lives of those around us for them to be able to move forward. See, without it, I think we would just stay stagnant. 
We would get down and, and depressed and, and we would fall into this rut because we isolate ourselves. We, we bring ourselves to a place where we just don't see or understand the things that God has for us and then we just become something so opposite of what God wants for us that it's so unhealthy and we just won't ever move forward. We just get stuck. I want you to listen to this promise that God has given us because I think it's important for us to, to take the promises of God's word and apply them for our life. But in Joshua 1 verse 5, he says this. God says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. He says, Just as I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will not leave you nor forsake you. I want to ask you this morning, do you realize that promise that God made to Joshua is the same promise that he makes to you today? See, God is promising you that, that there'll be no one that can come or get in the way of this love relationship that he has with you. God is promising you and I, that he will always be with us. He will never leave us nor forsake us. He will pursue us relentlessly. Just as he promised Moses, just as he promised Joshua, just as he promised Floyd, just as he promised Jerry Evans, just as he promised all those great clouds of witnesses that have come before us in faith to fulfill the plans that he has for us. See, if we're going to move forward as a family, then we need to take some steps of faith to be the influence that God has created us to be. And the important thing that I think we need to remember is that we are not alone, that we're in this together, that we have a community of people, we have one another, and we also have God, God on our side. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He is guiding us. And together we can lean on each other as we go on this journey. But I, I believe our very first step is just simply this, is that we are to be an influence upward. And this is what I mean by it. Here, look at verses 6 and 7 again. He says, Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause, I want you to underline, you shall cause, because I want you to take this personal. He says, For you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous and be careful to do according to all that the law that Moses my servant commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may have good success wherever you go. Where you, wherever you go. I want to ask you a question this morning. How is your worship? And I, I don't ask that in a condescending way. I, I ask that in a sincere way. See, because if, if we're going to be an influence in an upward way, we, we have to understand that God desires our worship. What, what God is telling Joshua here in this moment is what he's telling you and I. He is telling us that, that we need to move to a deeper intimacy with Him. It needs to be something personal. It needs to be something upward where we're focused on the things of God, where we're focused on God and the things that He desires for you and I. 
It's a personal, intimate relationship. And he's saying that it's not just about being a tough guy. He's not just saying, you got to be strong. Suck it up, buddy. You know, keep moving forward. No, he's saying, come, come near. Draw near to me. I I love what it says in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. It says, without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and also that he rewards those who seek him. He's saying be strong and courageous, but not just in the sense of be tough, but he's saying trust in me. Follow my commands. Listen to what I have for you. And that will give you the courage that you need because you'll have an understanding that the God of of heaven, the God that created all things is with you. And we can only have that, we can only be that influence is if we have an upward focus. If we're looking to the God that is a God of our, our strength, the God that provides all things. See, our, our worship will be reflected into our lives. The way we worship during the week, the way we worship at home, the way we spend time with God will reflect on how we live for God. It will reflect on what we do in moments when, when we face hardship, when we face tough tough decisions when our kids frustrate us and our, and our family members bother us. See, when, when we walk in the Spirit, it means that we walk step by step in the Spirit. It means that we walk in step with God's Spirit. And in order to, to walk in step with God's Spirit, we must have an upward focus. We have to seek the things that God desires for us. God says, draw near to me in faith. Trust in my strength. Listen to my commands. And know that I will use you to be an influence to the world around you. Worship me and know that I will take care of you in every moment. Listen to what God says to to Paul in 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verse 9. He says, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, Paul says, because God's grace is sufficient, because his power comes to light in my weakness, I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses so that the power of Christ may rest upon me. See, when we focus upward, we tend not to focus on our weaknesses, but on the strength of God. It moves us to be strong and courageous. When we draw near to God, He draws near to us. I, I want to share with you, just so you can hold me accountable to this. This is one of my, my New Year's goals. I don't, I don't use resolutions, but my New Year goal is that, that I would draw near to God. And for the simple fact that that I know God will draw near to me. That, that my personal relationship with Jesus Christ would grow deeper. And then each and every day that I would seek to draw near because I know that that is what's going to make the difference of me moving forward or me moving nowhere. 
or me moving not at all. See, it all comes out of that personal relationship. See, God's grace is where we draw our strength. And in his power, not only will we be strong and courageous, but we will also be a greater influence in the lives of our family members, in the lives of our coworkers, in the lives of those that we do sports with, those that we hang out with, will be a greater influence and will be an influence in an upward way. And then we'll also do what's, what he tells us next, will be an influence inward. And I know that your inward and upward seem like they're one thing, but I want to tell you they're two different things. See, when we worship God this way, we're surrendering to him here. And we're, we're drawing near in an intimate way. But when we're an influence and an inward aspect of it, it shows the world that we're learning more about who God is. So we're allowing God to, to change us in an inward way. In verse 8 he says this. He says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. See, God's precepts, His commands shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do. I want you to circle to do and then underline according to all because this is important for us to understand so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous and there you will have good success. See, what he is saying here is that influence only happens when you live what you believe. Do you hear that? Influence only happens when you live what you believe. See, I can talk about faith all day long, but if they don't see my faith, if my faith isn't active, then really I'm no influence at all. If you think about 1 Corinthians 13, it teaches us, it says that, that we can do a lot of great things. We can preach a lot of great sermons. We can share a lot, of great about, a lot of great things about our faith. But if we do that without love, what? We're just noisemakers. I, I think that's the same thing that, that God is telling Joshua and us here in this moment. He said, he's saying if there's no internal change, if, if your heart is no different than it was last week when you were cussing and, and doing all these other things that were in opposition to me, just because you claim to have a faith, but your life doesn't reflect that, you don't meditate on my words day and night, and you're not careful to do what is right, what is written in them, then you will never prosper you will never be an influence in anybody's life. You'll just be a noisemaker. It's just that blah, 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 blah. You know, and sadly enough, a lot of times in the Christian community, and, and people look in at us, and, and really that's, that's all they see is that blah, 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 blah. Because we have to be an influence inwardly. We have to allow the word of God to penetrate our hearts to change the way we live. See, we have to understand that the, the best way for us to know this path is to look at the map, to get our guidance and our direction and our counsel, counsel from God's word. 
See, this is the map that God has given us. This is the tool that God has given us to be an influence. But yet we fail to, to open it up. We, we fail to read it. Yeah, a lot of us have stuff memorized, but it's not enough just to have it here. God wants it here. God wants us to move it from here to here. God wants us to change our hearts. He wants to change our hearts. I want you to turn with me to Psalm 119. I want to share with you this prayer. It's, it's a beautiful prayer. It's a powerful prayer. It's a prayer that, that really isn't for the faint of heart. But I, I believe every believer, every follower of Jesus Christ should pray this for their own lives. Psalm 119 verses 33 through 40. It'll be up on the screen and I think it's in your notes also. The psalmist says this. He says, Teach me, O Lord, the way of your statutes and I will keep it to the end. Give me understanding that I may keep your law and observe it with my whole heart. Circle whole heart. Lead me in the path of your commandments for I delight in it. Incline my ear to your testimonies and not to selfish gain. Turn my eyes from looking at worthless things and give me life in your ways. Confirm to your servant your promise that you may be feared. Turn away the reproach that I dread for your rules are good. Behold, I long for your precepts. In your righteousness, give me life. I tell you, if you pray that prayer, you better be serious about your faith. Because I, I believe God answers prayers. I believe God will move us to the place where he wants us to be. This prayer here is it's just, it's a powerful prayer. And it's a prayer that, that every believer should pray, every believer should move towards that, that God would teach us his ways, that God would help us to keep it to the very end. When God says, hey Floyd, it's your time that with my last and dying breath, that I would proclaim the commands of Jesus Christ, the, the glory of God. And I would do it with my whole heart. That God would lead me on this path. And not only as he leads me, that I would go begrud begrudgingly, but I would go joyfully. Saying, thank you, Jesus, for, for bringing me down this road. Thank you for allowing me to be a part, to be an influence in a way that would affect and change other people's lives. What a, what a beautiful prayer. This prayer, I'll tell you, I, I think it's a life changer. If you pray this prayer and you believe it and you live to it, it'll change your life. Pray it with all your heart. Commit to it. Commit to trusting God. Because if you do this, I believe that God will, will turn us into being an influence in an outward way. Verse 9 of our passage in Joshua here, it says, Have I not commanded you? Question mark. I, I, I throw in there because I want to make sure that we see the question mark. Go ahead, John. 
John wants to share something with us. Thank you, John. See, be an influence outward. Verse 9, again, have I not commanded you? Question mark. He's asking a question. He says, be strong and courageous. Do not be frightened. Do, do not be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Well, as we end our time together, I want us to, to pay very close attention to this verse. And here's why. I believe God is affirming his command for us to move forward. He's telling us that if we do not, then we are living in disobedience and that is considered sin. See, it's important for us to know that the Bible teaches us about disobedience to God's plan. Anything in opposition to God's plan is disobedience. Anything in opposition to God's plan is sin. And I want us to understand something this morning for each and every one of us. God is asking you to do something. God is asking you to do something. God is asking you to be an influence in this world. God is asking you to take the influence that he's giving you, the things that he's taught you, the tools that he's equipped you with, and he's asking you to be an influence so that others would move forward so that others would grow in faith. James 4.17 says, So whoever knows the right thing to do and fails to do it, for him it is sin. See, we have to understand something, that we are a light in this world, and God has created us to be an influence in this world. Your life will make a difference. Together as a family, we can look upward, we can focus inward, and we can move forward to be an outward influence, not only here within our body, but in the world around us. Why? Well, I believe because it's the will of God. I believe that's what God created us to do. God created us to live in community. God created us for the one another's. God created us so that we could be here for each other today in this very moment. I'm, I'm going to pick on John since he stood up. But John is, is an influence in my life. Watching how he worships upwardly, watching how, how God has changed him, even in the last few years, in, inwardly, and watching how he influences in the world around him in a way that is obedient to God's call in his life. And 
John can't brag about this because this would be pride, but I can as a brother. This, this young man goes to the coffee shop, the IHOP over here at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning. Not because he likes coffee, but he does. But because he loves people. And he ministers to those that come in that have had a, a night of drinking, tough moments. And, and John can tell you this. I'll let him share some of the stories, but some of the stories of God's grace that have happened because of his obedience. Some of the stories of, of restoration and healing that have happened because of John's obedience. I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't want to be up at 2 o'clock in the morning, so I praise God that it's one, one thing he's asked me to do. <laughs> At 5 o'clock in the morning, I'll be there. But 9 o'clock comes, I'm, I'm ready to go to bed. <laughs> but, but I just want to use that as an example. Just as, as God used Moses as an example. As, as God used Joshua as an example. As God uses Jeff as an example. As God uses Mary as an example. That if we want to move forward, we, we have to understand the influence that we have in this world. And we have to take the steps to move towards being an influence. And it all starts with our own personal worship. It all starts with us allowing God to change our hearts and help us to become the people that God wants us to be. He's created the path. He's set into motion everything that he needs to set into motion. We just have to get on board. We just have to do the things that he's asked us to do. We just have to be strong and courageous courageous, and understand and trust that God will be with us. He'll never leave us nor forsake us. He'll be with us to the very end. I tell you what, I don't know this for fact. I'm just making an assumption because as I read the end of Deuteronomy, you see Moses sing this beautiful song of praise giving God the glory to the people. He sings to the people. He tells them just God to be glorified. But one thing that Moses knows and understands is that his life will be over very shortly. He's coming to the end of his life and yet he influences to the very end. He's committed to what God has called him to do. As a church together, Let's go on that journey. Let's encourage each other. We have one of our pastors right now. Right now, at the very end of his life, Pastor Jerry Evans, he's in hospice right now. And I tell you, I was with the family over the last few days, and, and uh, they shared with me, because he wasn't able to talk much when I was there, but they shared with me in his last few moments, he just simply said this, and I want to leave us with this. He says, I'm ready to go home. I'm ready to go home. And I know he's ready because of the influence, because of the influence of those around him, those that pointed him to Jesus, those that he pointed to Jesus. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much for this morning. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. Father, we thank you for the influence of those that you've used in faith, by faith, to help us come to a place where, where we put our faith in you, Father, where we trust and believe in you. Father, where we seek to understand the things that you have for us, Father. 
Lord, you're so good and so merciful. And we believe and trust that these promises that are written in your word are for us today. They're for us tomorrow. They're for us every day of our lives, Father. And as we stand on these promises, as we seek to be obedient and to live a life that you've called us to, Father, we ask that you would help us, that you would hold us, and that you would keep us. Even in moments like this where where we face trials and, and turmoil and hurt and pain and suffering, Father, even as we mourn with those who mourn, And as we rejoice with those who rejoice, Father, remind us of your great love. Help us to be that influence that you've called us to be, Father. Help us to move forward in a way that would honor and glorify you, that would fulfill your purpose and plan in every way. Lord, we come before you and we ask that you would teach us, that you would show us. Lord, as we sing this last song, Lord, remind us of your grace. Remind us of your love. Lord, we thank you and we praise you and we do it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for listening. And we pray you were blessed by today's message. You're invited to worship with us Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. For directions and information about Soul Rio and our weekly events, please visit our website at soulrio.com. You may also contact us by phone at area code 505-792-8737 or email us at info at soulrio.com. At Soul Rio, we're a community of followers of Jesus Christ committed to live by faith, to be known by love, and to be a voice of hope to our community. We invite you to go with us on this journey.